0: everybody welcome to that's life where we want to thank everyone who has vacated manhattan this week because frankly folks my compute my commute has never been this good yes somebody just complained to me that it's taking him forever to drive somewhere i'm like i don't know what you're talking about took me 55 minutes to get to the Lower East Side from the five towns this morning. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nachum's live lunch. A Chag Urim Samer to everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in. We've had a fantastic week here at the Nachumsegel Network. A lot of live music, a lot of fantastic personalities on the air. We thank everyone for contributing. We are coming to you from the home of the Nachumsegel Network on the always beautiful Lower East Side, despite the gloomy weather, and I am joined by Yoni behind the board. What is up, Houston?
1: Gloomy weather, indeed.
0: It is gloomy weather. How are you, sir?
1: Besides for the gloomy weather doing great.
0: Good, Samer to you. Me too. We have been uh we've been enjoying many sufganiyot here mm. this week. Tasty indeed. Thank you for providing yours. No, oh, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah, you've been uh you've been great and well, we had a good time yesterday on bite size where I got to uh, be invited this time to participate <laughs> in the Ford of the door. So thank you for that. No problem. Yeah, we had our we had a quick discussion, even with Jamie Turkel on the air. A Hanukkah miracle. And indeed, indeed, those eight nights, that whole oil thing and whatever, nothing compared to getting Jamie on the air. Fantastic. Yeah. So we talked about our top four things that we enjoyed, um, and we look forward to about Hanukkah. You know, it's funny, by the way, not to uh, not to derail my own program, but I realized I missed something. Uh oh! Yeah, I missed something, and you and um. In 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 my top four, I should have also made mention of um certain songs like you did when you right. were talking about the a cappella versions or whatever. It's not just the a cappella versions. Like there are certain Uncle Maishi songs that are oh, classics. Yeah. Okay. There are certain Lenny's, you know, and schlock rock songs mm-hmm. that we played this morning that are classic. So I, I forgot and being in Jewish music, it's a little bit funny that I forgot, but I forgot just how important those songs are to my, uh, to my hug. Absolutely. So. I, I listen. I mean, when I was listening. And then, uh, the last song I think Nakham ended with was Lenny Solomon's, uh, the Hanukkah thing, whatever it was like me, MLL and all right. those. I was like, Oh, like great song. I remember that from a long time exactly, ago. Exactly. Exactly. So those really add a tremendous amount to our Chag. And, uh, even though I'll be closing with Gershon Varoba today on that's life, we will certainly make sure to play continued Hanukkah melodies throughout the live lunch. And that allows me by the way, to just do a quick plug for tonight's event. At the Doghouse, as Nachum has been mentioning all week, it is the launch party for Gershon Vorobah's new album, Ani Israel." Frankly, folks, the album is fantastic. And I highly recommend that if you have not already downloaded it, not already purchased it, you do so. And you join Nahum and crew and Gershon tonight at the Doghouse starting at 8 p.m. That's the Doghouse in Teaneck, same location where we had the kosher halftime show earlier this year. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal album, and it's going to be a good time. That's from 8 to 10 tonight. And if you cannot be there in person, join us on the app. Join us on the website. All of the opportunities that you are already used to in terms of our digital platform will be available to you this evening as well. You can watch the live video on NahumSiegel.com. You can listen to all the audio on all the different platforms that we already provide for you. So make sure to tune in. And if you're going to be at the doghouse, order yourself some dinner, bring the fam, have a good time. It's a, it's a good night out to, uh, to get yourself some dinner. Why not? And the doghouse is always good fare. And have a wonderful, wonderful time. It's going to be a fantastic show. My thanks to everyone who has been instrumental in making it happen. I also want to do a quick plug, and this is unusual for me, for the Bencher app. The NCSY Bencher app, I was discussing it last night with somebody, is really fantastic. And even Rusty Brick, they posted that it is. they are not in the habit of encouraging other people to download other people's apps. But frankly, it is just that good. To me, it is, it is the next step in Kirov. And it's certainly the next step in education. And I encourage you, you can be a, you can be Shabbos observant. You can be from, you can be whatever you want. And you still need that app. Trust me when I tell you it's something you want to have on your phone. Uh, it is National Chocolate Day. And actually, Yoni, it, we hold two days. The country holds two days. It was yesterday and today. So there you go. It's also Pledge of Allegiance Day. Do you even know the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I could keep going, but do you t- just tell me yeah, you go know, the rest? I know, okay, I good. Thank right. God, thank God. Because in my day, <sighs> in my day, we used to pledge the you know pledge, say the pledge every single oh, morning. I did also, oh, you now did elementary school, yeah. Oh, all right, go Houston. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. It's also TikTok Day, which is ironic because Malcolm complains all the time and rightfully so about the fact that we have ten different clocks in this studio and none of them are holding the same time. So we are certainly not observing TikTok Day. And it's also YMCA Day, and the only reason I mention this is because they make sure to mention that it is YMCA Day, the organization, not the song. I was just going to ask Yeah, you I know. That's <laughs> why I decided to bring it up. So, um, yeah, so there's that. And we can't even play the song. Right. We can't even play the song. But we can think about it. We can do the hand motions here in the studio. You're listening to That's Life here at the Knockham Siegel Network. And my guest this morning is a recurring guest, but it seems like every time I have her on, something crazy Has happened, and lo and behold, this situation is no different. Esti Ackerman, who we know from the first season here at the Nahtm Siegel Network when she beat Ellie Hagler in our own table tennis competition, Esti Ackerman joins me on the phone. Good morning, Esti. Good
2: morning. How are you? I am
0: well. Happy Hanukkah to you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You too.
0: What class are you cutting?
2: Uh, Chemistry now. All right. You don't need chem. (laughs) Because we have a good bond together. Exactly.
0: Oh, my God. That was so good. That was... I'm I'm ridiculously proud of you right now, by the way. That was... (laughs) That was a great line. S.D. Ackerman, when we first met her, was 11 years old and was... Kicking the living daylights out of people who were three, four times her age while she played table tennis, and now she is 15 years old, and she continues to win medals and awards. And this new piece that recently came out, actually as of yesterday, from JTA, yes. uh, is called the. It is entitled "This 15-Year-Old Orthodox Girl Is a Ping Pong Champion." Esty, what is your most recent accomplishment that made this article be written?
2: Okay, so um, about a week ago, I was in Las Vegas competing in the u.s open uh this is my seventh time there so i knew what i was getting myself into and i was in nine events and i did come back with five medals
0: oh my gosh
2: i got two golds in the hard bat event for women's singles and women's doubles so
0: stop for one second what is a hard bat event
2: right so that's more of like the old school way uh it doesn't have the sponge like most of the rackets do. It's just a uh, plain rubber,
0: oh. so it's a much
2: slower game.
0: It, that's referring to the paddle itself. Yes. Oh, who knew? Okay.
2: Yes. Because Interesting. Because my dad really couldn't play with me sponge anymore, so he wanted to try hard bat with me in my basement.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, so this, this is a new level. A try
2: at the tournament.
0: This is a new level. Correct. God, it's a new level of difficulty.
2: Yes, but I never trained in hard bat.
0: I didn't even know there was a word such as hard bat. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, so you competed in hard bat and you won.
2: Correct. Two gold medals.
0: Okay, so was there anyone else there? I mean, were those people training their whole lives in hard bat and you just walked up and said, you know what, let me just give this a shot and here we are?
2: Yes. Well, (laughs) I am basically a sponge player. Most of the people in the hard bat event do not really play sponge. Uh, The person that I did beat in the finals, she is like a 10-time champion in the women's hard bat. She was also in the Hall of Fame of ping pong, so it really was a big honor for me to win that. She never even saw me in this event before. She's been doing this all her life, and uh, so when she saw, I guess, a new youngster coming into Hard Bat, she was very happy.
0: Well, was was she happy, or did she walk away going, oh, my gosh, I just got beat by a 15-year-old girl from Long Island?
2: Um, I think she's excited to play new people that come into Hard Bat, but um, she did play her best, and um, it was a close match, you know.
0: Wow. That's pretty Can I ask you how old she was?
2: Uh, she's in like her 60s.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So you schooled a 60-year-old basic pro who's been, who is in the Hall of Fame at, 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 in hard bat. Correct. Okay. So yeah. that was a good day for you in Vegas. You know, some people win big at the tables. You won yeah. really big at the ping pong table.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: What's going to happen when you're finally able to enjoy the rest of Vegas? I mean, you've been to Vegas more than most adults I know.
2: Yeah, well, um, I do think uh, just the ping pong brings me to Vegas. Um, My dad goes with me, so he is not involved with any of the other things but the (laughs) ping pong. So, uh, no, yeah, but I'm very happy to be playing there.
0: No, I'm sure. And were there any religious conflicts during this conference? Or it uh, it was within, you know, the Sunday through Arab Shabbos kind of time play?
2: Right. Okay, so this tournament was one whole week. Um, We obviously do not sign up for Saturday events. And in the under-2100 rating event, where I did get the bronze medal, um, I first won my quarterfinal match upsetting the number one seed as I came in the number 16th seed. Um, I was also trailing 2-1 in Games to the Boy from New Jersey. And after I won that match... Um, I would say Friday was around 2.45 for my semifinal match. So we were a little thinking about a Shabbos conflict there. But um, I did lose to a boy from Canada. Uh, He played very well. So we finished 3.30. Uh, So no Shabbos conflicts this time. But very coincidentally, what we did do for Shabbos, um, Friday morning, my dad was in Shul. And he met just a few guys um, from the organization called Panim El Panim. Sure. That was doing a Shabbaton at the Palazzo Hotel uh, with Jewish Holocaust survivors. And they actually invited us to be with them for Shabbos. That's... So we were very excited to be there. We were with Rabbi Billet from, you know, Woodmere. Sure. And um, just like another story, when we came back from Vegas to tell, um, being that really the Shabbos was so inspiring and I was so grateful because they did ask me to speak, and um, it was really just such a nice time we had there.
0: So you had an opportunity to address, what a, that, I mean, that's amazing, but you had an opportunity to address the the participants in the Panim El Panim Shabbaton, so to speak. And how did it feel? I mean, you know, obviously this is not even included in this article, and I'm so happy that we have the opportunity to discuss it, but it must have been... Incredibly gratifying for the Holocaust survivors to look at you, and and you know it speaks to it speaks to their survival.
2: Correct. Yeah. I mean, coming into the Shabbaton um, when they asked me to speak, you know, I was like, I'm not really sure how ping pong's going to fit in with Holocaust survivors, but um, as I told them, like my whole Shabbos conflict in 2012, and um, I mean, it's just such an amazing feeling, really. For I mean, such tremendous people that survived. Um, such a trauma, and uh, to be inspired by just a little ping-pong story um, was really just the best feeling.
0: Wow, that's incredible. You're listening to That's Life here at the Malcolm Siegel Network, and Estie Ackerman, our table tennis champ, joins us here on the program this morning. She's been with us before, but thank God every time we have her on, it seems she has more accomplishments and more accolades to share with us. You know, it's interesting, Estee, because you 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 make it sound like it's such a little story. But And that, you know, your contribution in terms of the bigger picture is is mildly significant. But I would say that the fact that you were able to touch these survivors who have clearly seen a tremendous amount in their lifetime speaks to the opposite, speaks to the enormity of the impact that you're making in, in terms of being a kiddush Hashem.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: It's really, it, it is quite wonderful. I wonder, though, at what point are you going to be annoyed with the title of or I should say the adjective of orthodox every time girl is mentioned or ping-pong champ is mentioned or whatever. Like at some point, are you going to look at one of these reporters and say, you know, like I understand that's a really important part of the story and it's a big part of the story, but I'm also, you know, just a 15-year-old girl who's really killing it at ping-pong.
2: Right. Well, being really that I am the only Jewish orthodox from player in the whole USATT organization, which numbers over 10,000, um, that's why I call myself unique, uh, cause no one else is doing that. That's, um, Orthodox. But, um, I do think, as I always say that my religion, Judaism is my number one priority right. in life. So when I do get the title Orthodox ping pong phenom, you know, that is just my nature. Like that's just how I was always brought up. And, uh, that's how I will always stick with it.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Esty, what year are you in? If you're taking chem, you're a, you're a junior?
2: I am a sophomore.
0: You're a sophomore. You're a sophomore. So I was going to ask you, you know, what the what the future looks like, but the future looks like two more years of high school is what it looks like.
2: Correct.
0: Yes. And what do you think is going to happen when it comes to your year in Israel? I mean, I, I, I think I can safely assume that you're going to be looking into a gap year and looking into college and et cetera. How much of your ping pong life is going to play into those plans?
2: Well, I do hope to keep playing. Um, Upcoming in the year of 2020 is the next Olympics in Tokyo. So after, God willing, 2019, when I graduate high school, um, I will hopefully still be ramping up my training for Tokyo. But as I would first say, um, let me first graduate high school (laughs) and then let's see where um, Hashem takes me and... I will hopefully be applying to seminaries and colleges. We do have friends that uh, get ping-pong scholarships uh, at NYU, Princeton. So I would hopefully be joining those teams as well.
0: That's really cool. I'm not sure how many seminaries in Israel have ping pong scholarships. I know that there are other scholarships available, but I imagine because you are that unique that that category probably doesn't exist yet. There may be athletic, but I'm not for sure right. ping pong. Right. Right,
2: yeah. I have not looked into the seminaries with their table tennis teams, but um, yeah, I do know that uh, some colleges have that. Does Israel have a
0: have a have a table tennis Olympic team?
2: Um, Yes, they do. Um, Actually, upcoming this summer is the Maccabi Games, where if we get enough sponsors, I maybe could be there representing the United States to be competing in Israel for the Maccabi Games. That is really
0: cool. When is that?
2: That is this summer, I believe, in July.
0: Unbelievable. What are the chances you think you're going to be there?
2: Um, like I said, again, um, we are working on sponsors to raise money to, uh, play there. Um, I know that I can have the opportunity to represent the United States. I actually have never played ping pong in Israel. So being, if I would get the opportunity to do that probably would be a dream come true.
0: Right. No, I, I imagine it would be, that would also be a pretty cool stunt. I can, I can imagine the different places, the cool locations where somebody just setting up a ping pong table and having you play some kind of, yeah. you know, finesse game would still destroy the best people that they have there. Um,
2: yeah, if I go there this summer you gotta bring the radio show there as well. Oh, trust
0: me, I'm planning it in my head already, honey. Don't you worry about that. When you said July, I was like, alright, we may be there for August, but that's alright. We're gonna... <laughs> you need sponsorship and so do we. We have to figure this all out. But trust me, um, I, we would certainly love to be there. Nahum's not even sitting next to me and I know his answer. You're listening to That's live here at the Nahum Segal Network, and Esti Ackerman joins us. She is actually uh, in school right now; should be in chemistry, but she's not. I want to take a second, though, to actually give a hakaras hatov to the Yeshiva University High School for Girls in Queens, both my alma mater and your present. Um, academic institution because I yeah. know that the support that you get from your teachers and from the faculty and obviously the understanding that, uh, excuse me, while I go take an interview, I know I'm going to be missing class, I'll make up the lab, <laughs> it takes up a certain amount of of understanding. And so I just want to talk for a second, both from your experience at Hank and now your experience at, you know, what we what we affectionately call Central in terms of um, how they have helped you in your career.
2: Yeah, I am so 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 grateful to say that Central has first allowed me to take a week off from school uh, to compete in my tournament in uh, Las Vegas. And when I got back, um, they were all so happy with my success. Um, I, I'm so happy to say, really, that the teachers are so supportive in all my decisions, and uh, especially when I had to make up tests, make up my homework, which I can now happily say that I did. Um, but... <laughs> Again, uh, they're so patient, like uh, they say, you know, whenever you're ready to take the test. Um, but that's really all it. Um, I am so happy, again, that um, that Central is so supportive and um, is happy with what I'm doing. Um, and when I come back, um, I do make up the work, and I will just continue.
0: And what about the U.S. Table Tennis Association? I think you said it was the U.S. TTA, right?
2: Yeah, you, you, U-S-A-T-T, sorry. Yeah, United States um, table tennis. Got it. Uh, is there a,
0: are they happy to see you, or they look at you and go, oh, it's the Shabbos girl?
2: <laughs> well, uh, before these big tournaments, I would say um, we do try to get one of the events that are scheduled on Saturday that we would like to enter. So they do switch one event for us um, on just a different day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole organization is so happy with all the players, especially with the young and upcoming because they are looking at the future um mm. boys and girls who will represent one day the United States America in the Olympics or in the World Championships. And uh, no but the C- but the CEO, Gordon Kay, um knows all about me. He is Jewish, and um, I know that I always love talking to them if I have any Shabbos conflicts, and uh, they usually are very helpful. Again, at these big tournaments, there's over a 1,000 people, so they can't really just stop and uh, focus the whole tournament on me. But um, I'm very happy to say that they are 100 percent understanding.
0: And are there other um, participants from different religions who also have religious conflicts of various sorts? I know that there was a big story yesterday, and I'll tell you why I'm thinking this way. It was a big story yesterday here in New York that the um, NYPD was now allowing Members of a uh, uh, members of the Sikh religion, men who have to wear turbans on their heads and cover their hair that way, to no longer have to put a policeman's hat, policeman's cap on top of the turban, but rather affix their shield to this turban itself. And that was seen as a big step forward in terms of our understanding of other religions and and making uh you know accommodations as necessary within the realm of, you know, normal and acceptable in 2016, almost 2017, to be able to do for other religions. So I'm wondering, are you meeting other participants who also have some kind of religious, you know, I don't want to call it a complication, a religious limitation, so to speak, or a or a religious ordinance that an accommodation has to be made for them as well. Are you meeting those kind of people?
2: Um, I would say I meet maybe of here and there a few, um, you know, some that do wear like those long turbans, like mm-hmm. when they play, um, because I guess slahavdil that's like out modesty, uh, right? So, but. Again, like I said, I am the only Orthodox from Judaism religion there. There is other Jew, um, but not um, Orthodox.
0: Are there Muslim players that you have met who... um... Um,
2: Yes, yeah, for sure. Actually, in Philadelphia, when I was there for Thanksgiving, um, this was a team tournament. One of the players on my team, which we know him very well, was from Saudi Arabia. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, who knew? You know, ping pong is just bringing, you know, Judaism, people from Saudi Arabia, Hmm. like it's making peace.
0: That's un. Unbel- yeah, yeah, exactly. One table tennis match at a time. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, Estee, continued hatzlacha to you. I love having you on. Thank I know that so there much, are there, oh, absolutely my pleasure, and I love when your dad sends me the articles because frankly, we're all very proud of you. And I, um, I, I just I, I wish you continued the best, and we we look forward to seeing you in July in Israel. <laughs>
2: For sure. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> absolutely my pleasure. Go back to class
2: for sure yeah all right to you
0: you too have a great day thanks you too you've been listening to that's life here at the Nahum Siegel network she is she really is unbelievable let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect what to look forward to and certainly what not to miss we have a full afternoon of programming right after that's life we have the live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel starting just at the top of the hour and uh i know that during last week's live lunch we discussed Nahum and I discussed the potential of making latkes here in the studio, and we will tell you what our plans were and how they evolved and what we decided to do. So definitely tune in for the live lunch and also do not miss JM and AM tomorrow morning, especially as Malcolm Holine joins Nahum for the weekly update scheduled at 7:40 AM. And after the week that has been since the last weekly update, think about how much has happened in Israeli politics and Israeli U S politics In U.N. politics, I don't know how you could miss this update. I actually think it should be required listening for all poli-sci classes, AP Gov classes, and it should be required listening for every Yahoo who works at the U.N. Security Council. But frankly, I only have so much influence. At the conclusion of JM and the AM, it is an encore presentation of Table for Two, hosted by Naomi Nachman. If you missed Naomi's Chopped Competition, the video is up on our website. Feel free to check it out. And the highlights video compiled by Yoni. Thank you, Yoni, for your hard work. Music provided by Arya Kunstler. It will be available sometime today, so look for it on social media. And check out the latest edition of Market to Table. That's Gourmet Glot's publication. And there's an entire featured section on Naomi's Chop Competition, you can check that out as well. It's available at Gourmet Glot. So that's 9 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Don't miss it. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Siegel this Motzei Shabbat at 9 p.m. Matis hosts J.M. Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And again, we look forward to seeing everyone at the Doghouse tonight. That's starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you can't be there, don't miss a minute of it. Listen on the app. Listen on the listen line. And, of course, check out the video and the audio available at nachlamsiegel.com. Buy yourselves some dinner. Sit down and listen to some great live music. We close with the track, the first track, off of Gershon's new CD that is launching this evening. It's called Ani Yisrael. Nachum's been playing it for the last week and change. It's fantastic. The song is called Shimcha, and that's life, everybody. Chag Urim Sameach. Bye, guys.
1: man keinig iska da schme sich rekh man keinig ispa ba schma a im ba schma im Dash be a oret mi ta kh shig in tro hasem 침 Rif給給你 Fu 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 Ca Yeahwhat's <laughs> for a a A or am A non- surface Ma şema yemin ma be ya orets mi toxas Shimkhoa şema rokeni isgardash vin si tokh ma keni ispor Ma şema hanim başıma yemin